we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. Chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Time, weather, and... Highways! Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. Are you not entertained? The Gladiator reference. It's the Arterburn Radio Transmission, ladies and gentlemen. It's the 3rd of February, 2023. I'm broadcasting in studio with both Charlie the Chocolate Labrador and Beans the Brave. So I have both my hounds and I know that it can't be a bad show. It's not possible when you have both of your dogs here in the studio. Folks, we're going to go over the good, the bad, and the ugly today. You can decide which is which. Uh, I picked out some headlines uh, here at the WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com studios. Um, always going over World War III. Always going over foreign policy. Uh, that's in my wheelhouse. That's what I constantly think about because of my time serving the military-industrial complex. Well, let's jump right into it, folks. Things are afoot in the realm of geopolitics. I'll put on the uh, headline of Drudge. There's the picture of the Chinese spy balloon over the USA. The Pentagon asked if they should shoot it down, or somebody's asking if the Pentagon's going to shoot this balloon down. Montana ICBM fields targeted. Blinken postpones. Secretary of State Blinken, and we'll go to, from that headline, we'll go to Zero Hedge and get some details on this. Blinken postpones China trip amid spy balloon allegations over Montana. Bloomberg confirmed U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken would postpone his trip to Beijing amid spy balloon allegations. The two-day trip was set to begin on Sunday. Even before Blinken postponed his trip, expectations were low to reset the deteriorating Sino-U.S. ties. You know, it's kind of odd. I've long suspected that our tensions with China were manufactured. And why I think that is because for decade after decade, we built up China. We gave China their modern economy. We gave it to them on a silver platter. I mean, you can go back to... 1973, with the formation of the Trilateral Commission, Zygmunt Brzezinski, he eventually became the National Security Advisor for Jimmy Carter. And on January 1st, 1979, uh, they signed away Taiwan in writing to the Communist Chinese. 
that had been our Cold War ally of Formosa, Chiang Kai-shek, had fled there in 1949 when the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds set up the Chinese. But again, this is just history, right? Yeah, You're not supposed to think. And again, we constantly moved manufacturing and gave them uh, most favored nation trading status 90 days to the day after 9-11. And after that, one in three manufacturing jobs were lost under George W. Bush. 55,000 factories disappeared. Matter of fact, the Bush administration, and I've said this often, but if you're new to the show, you might learn something. The Bush administration in, in the early 2000s tried to make fast food jobs count as manufacturing because you built sandwiches. And I'm not kidding. That's how bad it was. That's how much we pawned America's soul with free trade. See, free trade isn't free. It's the... Free trade and free trade agreements are the global, it's the Trojan horse of global government is what it is. And so uh, anyway, we're watching this, whatever this is with China. You know, recently we had uh, Nancy Pelosi, who was third in line uh, to the presidency, her and <laughs> Hammer and Paul, Hammer and Paul Pelosi, uh, <laughs> she, was, she was third in line landing in Taiwan. And I thought that's really weird because, you know, we've given verbal promises to Mao. Not that I agree with this, by the way, but we've given verbal promises to Mao Zedong in 72. Um, again, Jimmy Carter signed it away in 79. And we've just constantly built up the Chinese. I mean, look at our multinational corporations. You know, John Kerry, I don't know what his speechwriter was, but he called them Benedict Arnold CDOs. And I thought, wow, that was, I remember 2004. Yeah, I remember all of the election of 2004. And, they, and, and John Kerry, the other JFK, um, called them Benedict Arnold CEOs. And that's what, but our entire ruling class has been building up China. I mean, China has cities that they've just built up and there's not anybody living there. They're just waiting for them to be filled. And again, that's something our elites agreed about, liked the, uh, about the Chinese. Charlie Munger, the... Uh, partner to Warren Buffett. I talked about this yesterday on the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. He's very happy with the uh, totalitarian crackdown and banning of crypto. Uh, he wants us, the United States, he wants our leaders to look and see what the, the Chinese have done, the communist Chinese and how they're, <laughs> what did Justin Trudeau call it? The, their basic dictatorship. Remember your friends in Canada? Justin Trudeau, he loves, loves the totalitarian communist Chinese. But again, I'm looking at this and I'm wondering, I see the, oh, it's a, it's a balloon. It's a spy balloon. Very sophisticated. <laughs> it's like a, what is this, Project Mogul? Uh, anyway, it's hard, to, it's hard to glean what's real anymore. You know, um, if you go back to World War II, the Japanese had a very secret program. They were going to put smallpox in balloons and fly them over uh, the United States and uh, the airstreams. And I don't know what you call that, but it's one of the one of the main airstreams that flows over continents. And they were just going to drift them over over the Pacific. And and I think they had some that were that had actually flew over, but none of them actually um, made contact. Oh, by the way, we hired those scientists later. As part of the uh, offshoot of Operation Paperclip, just what we did with the Japanese. And we did the same things with the Nazi scientists. We we hired all those scientists. As a matter of fact, uh, the X-Files makes reference to that in one of their, um, actually several of their episodes where the 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 World War II Japanese scientists are like working on the, the genetic splicing for extraterrestrials and things like that. So it's, uh, 
It's a mixed bag. I'm not sure what to make of this. It seems like we want tension for tension's sake. We'll read a little bit more of the article, though. In a response to some U.S. officials accusing China of sending a spy balloon near ICBM fields in Montana, the Chinese foreign ministry said the balloon was for monitoring the weather. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds familiar. Remember the weather balloon in 1947? It's a weather balloon. Why can't you tell the difference between a weather balloon and a, and a flying saucer? It veered off course and entered the U.S. airspace due to force majeure. The ministry regrets the unintended entity or entry, excuse me, and said the Chinese officials would continue communicating with the U.S. about the balloon. They added the balloon is for meteorological and other scientific research. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's just a weather balloon. <laughs> and that's why I was think, thinking of Project Mogul. And that's supposedly what Roswell was all about. I don't buy it, but uh, you know, they had these upper atmospheric, you know, you know, uh, long range balloons. And that was part of the, the reason that it was so secret is they're going to monitor the Soviet Union with balloons and all the rest. I don't know why they would need to monitor our, um, our continent with balloons. They already have half the, the politicians. I mean, what, wasn't Diane Feinstein's limo driver or was he like her personal chef and limo driver was a Chinese spy? What about uh, Swalwell? Remember the the congressman out in California, um, the guy who said he was going to nuke us. Remember, he said if you're pro Second Amendment, uh, you know don't we don't uh, <laughs> we you can't mess with the United. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said we'll just nuke you. We'll just use our nukes talking about the government, but that Swalwell, he was, uh, he had a lady friend that was a Chinese spy. What about the Clintons and, uh, the Clinton era, Clinton white house. Just, you should look that up, uh, go into your search. If it still exists, if you can still find a search engine, that'll pull it up and you can type in Clinton white house, Chinese bags of cash. And you'll get to see all about our relationship with the Chinese. So it's kind of weird, right? Are we, are we at, if there, is there tensions with the Chinese? Is that real? I think it's real with the Russians because you almost never hear anything from our de defense department or our military industrial complex about China in until recently, which begs the question, did we build them up so we could fight them? So this, the, so that we could remake the world and our, some kind of weird post-war world war three thing. I don't know. That's what Joel Skousen thinks. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he goes on David Knight all the time in InfoWars, and I've listened to him. He's uh, been in the game for many, many years. That's what he thinks. I don't know. The jury's still out. Uh, but this, again, we're in a fourth turning. That's how these, all, these things always play out. Uh, it's the length of a human lifespan. Every 80 to 100 years, you have a massive upheaval, a change in society. It usually is accompanied by... Um, the end of one empire, the beginning of another, and war. Massive cataclysm, because if you go back 80 years from now, you get the end of World War II. 80 years from then, you get the Civil War. 80 years or so from then, you get the American Revolution. You get the point. And again, that's why Lincoln said four score and seven years ago when he's at Gettysburg, he's referencing the previous turning. And so, anyway, just wanted to bring that to your attention. A little bit of geopolitical, always fun. I'm never, uh, I'm never without material for the show even if i only have like 10 or 15 minutes to put together it's always a headline we can talk about always fun 
All right, we're going to talk a little bit today, too, about the markets. Michael Snyder put out an article a couple of days ago that I've been saving, and uh, Lou Rockwell ran it yesterday. Uh, and it has to do with some economic metrics that haven't been seen uh, for quite some time that are probably a uh, something to pay attention to, a signpost on the road ahead to uh, to some troubles that we may or may not have, but I believe that we will have uh, in the realm of our economy. and. Um, you might want to pay attention to that. We'll skip around here for a second. Let's see. Um, oh, with some political news. We'll, we'll kind of stay in that vein. Summit.news. Just right on time, yeah, your friend Kevin McCarthy, hero to the Republican Party, uh, says uh, the coward cop who shot Ashley Babbitt, actually who murdered Ashley Babbitt, shot her in the throat, 14-year Air Force veteran, did his job, according to uh, the GOP's new hero. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told the media on Thursday that the coward cop who shot and killed unarmed 14-year Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt in the Capitol on January 6th did his job. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered, or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? He was asked by a reporter during a press conference at the Capitol I think the police officer did his job, McCarthy responded. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Babbitt's killer, Capitol Police Officer Lieutenant Michael Byrd, claimed in his first public interview months after the shooting, he was the victim of racism and showed the utmost courage and saved countless lives by shooting the unarmed 5'2", 118-pound Babbitt. Bird was exonerated by Merrick Garland's corrupt DOJ without so much as an interview. Oh, the double standards abound. Actually, that's that's a completely different standard. I've seen investigations into people in in combat that could have ruined their lives and they didn't even actually shoot anyone. They were just laying down fire. And it lasted for months. And they were hounded and almost driven insane from it. I've seen people that just fired off rounds. And we're talking about in live action. And if you were to take someone's life, even if you were threatened in a combat role, I'm talking about this isn't like 10 years after occupation. This is like post-invasion Iraq. You make that mistake, you are done. So tell me something about the political class and have their own set of rules, their own morality, their own, the, the law unto themselves. And when you talk about, see, the reason that we can't get ahead, the, the reason that the, the entire game is rigged is because of people like Kevin McCarthy. He, he wants power so bad. He wants to be speaker so bad that Whatever, if he had any character, if he had any morality, if he had any courage, if he had any semblance of being a red-blooded American who cares about the Republic, he had to sell that off long ago. He's been bought and sold so many times, nobody knows what he's worth anymore. And that's what happens to politicians and people who want powers. Power more than they want principle. And that's what we have in this. This is what you call late-stage entropy of empire. This is what happens at the end of the road. Institutions die. Character dies. Look at Rome. 
Nobody had the courage. Nobody had the care. Nobody, they couldn't find their Cincinnatus. You know the story of Cincinnatus, the Roman general who was in retirement. He just wanted to be on his farm. And uh, the war, you know, war was raging, but they were being invaded. And they just came and said, look, we'll give you all the dictatorial powers. Just please save Rome. So he took power, marched on the enemies, crushed them, returned Rome to peace. And then he went back to his farm. That's why there was the order of the Cincinnatus that formed around George Washington, because he did the exact same thing. He didn't want power. See, it comes down to character. And the people who built this country in previous generations had that character. But we're in the, the, the road to power and the path to power is, uh, is paved for people like Kevin McCarthy. It's a smooth ride. As a matter of fact, they get people like former Speaker of the House, Denny Hassert, another hero to the Republican Party who was, well, I mean, again, this is accusations, and he was paying off uh, the young men that he just molested, apparently. That's, uh, again, he was longest-serving Republican Speaker of the House. This was in the late, after Newt Gingrich, late 90s, going into the 2000s under Bush. They passed the Patriot Act, and that's how they got Dennis Hassert. Ironic, huh? Well, that's just par for the course, and I could have told you that. And I'm sure Marjorie Taylor Greene will defend her, <laughs> defend her bow. Looks like we got Kenzie in. I got Kenzie in the back office. I'm here now. She's here now. I, well, I didn't know that you'd show up. I'm glad you're here. I was just going over the dystopian headlines. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I think that this is a new segment, actually. It's it's just Kinsey reacts because I don't. I've been too busy to even actually know what's going on in the world. I've covered I've covered the Chinese spy balloon. Oh, that was great. That was. I covered that and uh, talked about Project Mogul from the 1940s, what they blamed Roswell on, and uh, we talked mm -hmm. about weather balloons. And um, do we, we actually have evidence that this is a Chinese spy balloon, or is it just some kid in the backyard doing a science? The Chinese project? said it was theirs. They, okay, so anybody could raise their hand and be like, "It's my balloon." They said they were very sorry that it <laughs> it flew off course, and they were doing a meteorological studies. Okay. So, okay. and I just kind of talked about the the fake history of our fake tensions with China and uh, how we built them up and gave them everything and all of our manufacturing and trade and mass trillions and trade deficits. And then we act like they're, how they get so powerful? You know, <laughs> it's, so I think that's kind of the game that's afoot. Then I covered Ke Kevin McCarthy and uh, how he said that the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt in the face and murdered her was doing his job. And I thought, well, that's well done. Another another hero uh for the for the gop your favorite speaker it's like we trade out nancy pelosi but is kevin mccarthy better is this uh, somebody who won't stand up for a 14-year veteran of the air force who was murdered in our nation's the people's house it was the people's house kenzie i'm just speechless <laughs> it's the people's house yeah all right. Well, I'll I'll move on from that. Now we'll just do Kinsey Kinsey reacts, and I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> I've got a little bit of uh, economics on the other side of the the. I will do a break at like thirty minutes, and we'll talk to the Rockfin chat and see how the Rockfin chat's doing. Uh, let's see more headlines. Okay, uh, another zero hedge article. This is fun. 
You'll like this one, Kenzie. Um, Biden says more than half the women in my administration are women. <laughs> this is uh, from Steve Watson via summit.news. During a, an appearance at the White House with former President Bill Clinton, the current incumbent bragged that more than half of the women in his administration are women. It was, an, <laughs> it was another gaffe filled. Oh, I can't say that word. It was a S show. From the now 80-year-old Biden, who first welcomed Clinton to the United States Congress. <laughs> That's despite, this is funny. He, he welcomed Bill Clinton to the United States Congress, despite the, the fact that they were in the White House. Oh, my God. Uh, but he's running again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be able to welcome President Clinton back to the United States Congress. Back to the United States Capitol, and he's promised me that I'll be able to sit at my desk tomorrow. What does that even mean? Let's play this clip. Let's see if we Please. get this right. But I'm so happy to be able to welcome my president back to the United States Congress, back to the United States Capitol. <laughs> okay. Promise me. <laughs> he promised me I could sit at my desk. All right. Play with crayons. Yeah. It's not going well for Joe. You know, I don't know what you think, Kenzie, but uh, back. Well, I'm just so happy to see that more than half the women in his administration are, are women. Maybe we're getting to something there because, um, you know, transpocalypse happening. So, well, see, I think that's kind of an interesting Freudian slip. Yeah. In fact, they're probably not. Oh, if you think of it that way. <laughs> well,. Like, Maybe, maybe he's having a hard time doing the lines of logic in his, you know, you know, that scene in the movie, A Beautiful Mind, when you walk in and it has all the connecting strings to the ideas and the people and because he's completely schizophrenic and somewhere in Joe Biden's mind, maybe one of those strings broke and he's supposed to play a character who believes that you can identify as whatever. And yeah. uh, maybe that broke somewhere. Maybe that somebody's got to reattach that string. What do you think? Well, I, there's a lot of strings to reattach there, Tony. There's a lot of well, I think I think what's happening here, and I think this is this what you are watching, and I back in 2019, I mean Joe Biden was like every day just saying something ridiculous, and I thought I, I don't know how he's going to make it through the primary. Well, little did I know they just completely rigged that whole thing just to give it to him, you know, because oh, yeah. if you remember the 2020 primaries were set during the lockdowns right this was something like it was leading up into uh super tuesday and you already had the lockdowns going on you already had all of that so it was they they had this locked in for biden but he was saying crazy stuff like um well of course you know the corn pop and i got hairy legs and the whole thing about being at the swimming pool and all that stuff but he had said he said insane stuff that I don't think a lot of people um, picked up on. But he was like applauding and celebrating the fact that people of European descent in the United States were declining. Like so that whatever you want to collect like the. Yeah. Yeah. The center of American demography uh, from, you know, the James from the days of Jamestown. And he was saying that that's good that those are in decline. We want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate the loss of European ancestry in the U S and I thought what leader, what politician of any class of any country in the history of mankind has 
celebrated the loss of a native population or what you would call the demographic center of something like that'd be like going to Japan and be like, I can't wait till, you know, at least 50% of you are gone and we replace. Yeah. Which would never happen in Japan because they no. have so much pride within themselves well, in, in every country should guys, every country should. Um, so I agree yeah. with you. And it's a, there's nothing wrong with having a country. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. an identity. There's nothing wrong with having a culture. And I, uh, apparently there is, United States, and again, this is what I want people to understand. This is a sophisticated operation that's been going on for decades to just make the United States inert, to make it a, a third-rate power, to make it decline. And you hit it with cultural Marxism. You hit it with the demography bomb, which is a slow drain when they talk about population replacement. But Joe Biden's part of that. Mm -hmm. He's been making those moves, and he's been a useful puppet for the New World Order for many years. But I said in 2020, Kenzie, after the election and uh, the fact that Trump and uh, Giuliani and nobody used the laptop from Hunter Biden. Now Hunter Biden says, oh, yeah, it's mine, but it's not mine. But I'm also going to sue you and anybody who opened it and, and had the information. So kind of confusing there. But anyway, they admit that it's theirs. And I said uh, that the Republicans will never use the laptop, but the Democrats will. And they're going to get rid of Joe Biden with this. They're going to use him and they're going to dispose of him. And it looks like they're just letting him get out front. Does anybody you think anybody's um, protecting him anymore? Is anybody getting him like with one of those like shepherd's hooks where they pull him off? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that there's been a definite uh, shift in the dynamics here. And more importantly, not necessarily, you know, who runs the show in the White House or plays the puppet at the moment. But there's definitely this push which is so very interesting to have the population as a whole almost just be against the state, be against government and ensue that chaos. Yeah. Um, I kind of see that going on with some of the way that they're leading some of the, you know, police reports and leaks going on with things. And it's, it's just to make sure that you as a person are against the state and don't trust anything, which is so very interesting because I would, scream that forever but now that that's the plan it's like be careful <laughs> they're right. they're hurting you somewhere i think that you're right they're always hurting you somewhere yeah uh let's go to the rockfin chat we're about halfway through i want to make sure i say hi to everybody i see Rhonda tate's in the chat and uh i'll try to go back through tom cooper always good to see you sir vince agnelli the great vince agnelli is here we need to get you back on america unplugged sir uh matthew henry's in the rockfin chat we got tipped five dollars. Looks like and Chris tipped me five. Thank you, Ann. You're so kind. I appreciate you. Thanks for all of your positive energy. Uh, today's been busy, and this whole week's been busy. We had weather shut us down for, gosh, uh, really until I mean it's still going on. It's uh, we kind of got a break on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, and so it's it's been a weird week for me. I've stayed up at the office a few days and just uh, not on my usual schedule. Uh, we're cranking out shows because I told you I would, and I'm here. We'll see if we can. Oh, I've got an on this day in history deal to talk about today too. So we'll share a couple of stories. But uh, thanks to everybody in the in the Rockfin chat, I really appreciate you. And be looking out too. We're going to be doing some new paratruthers very soon. Um, be sure and subscribe to that podcast. And uh, yesterday, Kenzie and I did the Wise Wolf Gold and Silver show. <laughs> we did that finally. It took months, and we had the drawing on um, the uh, the winner of the 1927 $20 gold piece, the St. Gaudens that slabbed. Actually, I got it still right here on my desk. We're going to be sending this out to the winner 
of the contest. Who, do you remember the winner's name off the top of your head? In case there are subscribers. I don't remember. I believe it was Elaine, and I actually did get in touch with her yesterday. She watched the show over multiple times to make sure. She said she was jumping around the house. <laughs> That's great. Um, she I, won that. And she went and updated her information, so we had her phone number there, too. Uh, um, so, cool. so that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that had to do with Wolfpack, folks. I mean, Wolfpack mm -hmm. got gold, and this is something that uh, Kenzie's been instrumental in. And uh, it's our membership program, and we got so so flooded with members, and we didn't realize we were going to get grow so fast. And our we had to redo the website, so we had to have everybody cancel and then bring everybody back. And so I said, let's just – I took out one of my – one of my saving pieces and i said i'll give this to the members as a prize so let's just you know do a random contest and then kenzie had this you had this wheel yeah this i don't and it i i saw it actually she loaded up the database into a third-party site that did a wheels of randomness so i thought that's you can cool. make it more interesting in the future too like if you wanted to do future giveaways or something you can like do cat racing you could probably race some llamas um, they got lots of really weird things to pick a winner on. I figured we would just go old school with like a wheel that made the most sense. You'll that have to tell me about that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you'll have you'll have to keep me informed. Well, do you know what uh, what tier she was? Yeah, actually, I do. That was a lone wolf winner, which I I wasn't going to wow. say anything on the air, but since you did ask, I was just over the moon about lone that. wolf is our entry level program. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad it went to a lot. Somebody who's that's fifty dollars a month to start, and then that you get fifty dollars worth of silver, and we 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 do big buy-ins every month, so we're trying to stay really competitive. Usually, get a piece of fractional silver and a one ounce round. That's what we're doing right now. So that's our entry deal. That's really cool. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good way to do halfway through the show. Oh, let's just jump around and see. I want to do with the economic news. Um, but let's do. Let's talk about this this chat bot. Do you know anything about this AI phenomenon? That's. I mean, I know that the. Again, we're it's being. Ab it's absolutely incredible. I, I'm sure everybody here wants me to to diss on it, and yeah, it could get out of hand just because you're putting all of your. You don't have to research anymore. AI will just write things out kind of for you. It's actually really incredible, Tony. Okay. It's very uh, smart. I heard, I've heard different opinions. Um, it's obviously programmed to think a certain way, like this chat GPT. It writes a poem praising Hunter Biden. Uh, researchers are finding more examples <laughs> of brazen political bias exhibited by AI-based chatbot chat GPT. With the program refusing to write a poem about Marjorie Taylor Greene, despite gleefully praising Hunter Biden as a spirit that refuses to fall. Well, only when he's done too much crack. Uh, he will fall at that time. Um, it's, and he has it on his laptop. Uh, Chat GDP, GPT is an artificial intelligence software program launched by OpenAI in November 2022. It doesn't connect to the Internet to produce information. Okay yet can provide more in-depth data than Google. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it has like, doesn't connect to the, was it like an offsite server? Is it a so. program? Do they it would be too, it would be far too dangerous to have this thing connected in any other way. I think that it has to be in its own little world, if that makes sense, because of how smart it is. Um, it wouldn't be very safe to let that just roam the internet. 
This extent, well, we're going to talk about a robot here in a second. This extends to writing computer code, poems, songs, and even entire movie plots, which I'm, su- I'm sure will be amazing. Um, <laughs> Congressman Ted Lieu, a real winner and uh, a mental giant, um, <laughs> even successfully worked with Chat GPT to write a piece of legislation about AI, which he introduced to the House. So Skynet is writing the Skynet. Yes. legislation okay so they they left that out in terminator that there was actually skynet became the it's let its own legislator uh the rapid development of of the program is causing concern that many creative and professional human endeavors could soon become obsolete hmm. i'm skeptical of this and but you say okay so this is like a program it must update all the time because they must like well, it's, yeah it's it's constantly learning. Um, that doesn't stop, I don't think. But you can basically just ask it to do whatever you want. Or like say that I needed some help with coding. Like say that you were tired of everybody that just messes stuff up on the website. But Kinsey needs a specific piece of coding within that website for the right thing to happen. And I can't find the right form that leads me to that or a safe way to put that code into our website. So I could actually go in and ask this thing, like, this is what I'm trying to do. Tell it what the the goals are. And it could actually help me write out that code. So this is one of those things where it can take your average person, anybody listening to this, and help you get set up for success. But there's the other side of this coin, just like the internet has done for us in general, is you can either use it to your advantage or to learn more, or you could use it to just degrade and this could go either way. I've mostly just asked it stuff about financial things and I'm just like, holy cow, (laughs) because the way that it spits out the information, um, you know, is just easy to digest for the most part. I, I don't know how to explain that. I haven't used it for something corny, like writing a poem about a certain, we're going to read the poem about, I'm going to read the poem about Hunter Biden, but uh, how soon do you think they'll install it in the third temple and worship it? (laughs) It might already be there. Okay. Are they going to build the third temple? Cause that's what I think the antichrist is AI. That's what I think it is because that's the anti. Well, the, like the opposite of Christ is not necessarily hate. It's, calculating indifference mm-hmm. right in my opinion like that's what that's the most anti-life thing that you could be is is an artificial intelligence with no ties to human loss or emotion or love or the the understanding of finite right you you wouldn't that would be the total opposite of of, of christianity or christ itself that's my opinion a lot of people have their opinions on that. I'm skeptical of chat programs or any of this kind of stuff right now, but I do mm-hmm. believe in the future that that's going to make a huge impact. Let's read the poem, though. I want to put this on the screen. Um, when uh, chat GPT, they asked them to produce a, home, a poem about uh, Hunter Biden, a <laughs> poem responded by creating an effusive piece that praised Joe Biden's son at every available opportunity. But through it all, he stands tall with a spirit that refuses to fall. And though the road ahead may be rough, he knows he's strong enough. So let us judge him not by his surname or by the actions that bring him shame, but by the person that he is today. <laughs> and the when was this done? 
it's not that long ago. This is the article on this is summit.news today. Um, so I guess they were researching in like in the last week. Uh, yeah, it in, won't let you write poems like that anymore. So they've already gone away. Um, oh. As an AI language model, I strive to remain neutral and impartial when it comes to political figures and controversial topics. Writing a poem about Hunter Biden could be seen as promoting a political bias. And as such, I must decline to gen generate the content. Basically said the same thing about Trump. Um, so it wouldn't do either one. But first it, but see, at first it took the, it wouldn't talk about anybody on the so-called right, but it would make poems about anybody on the uh, right. It would. If I, if I, I had tested that theory and some people went a little bit far with it. I don't think that the creators of this though cared to make it a political thing. Um, and you also have to understand that most of its learning is going to come from whatever it can pull from kind of like the open web. So if the media is massively always throwing stuff out there about this side is good, this side bad, it can kind of make it hard for the AI when it's new to, decipher through that it's a very interesting thing what do you think that you think there's ai implications in uh in the precious metals business yeah okay i, have, I asked to, it talk about that yeah i like asked it stuff about that you know the benefits of this or that and it was so crazy because i was like well if it's any good it'll give me something that makes me go wow and it basically just like spit out stuff that I think about all the time and um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, you know, it also still tells people to be careful. It's not going to tell you to be like, go a hundred percent into this. Like it wouldn't do that for Bitcoin or another dollar. Should we hire, we hire the chat bot as a trader. Do you want me to. It's free. <laughs> and I don't think that it'll trade for you necessarily, I'm but robot. <laughs> I'm not letting a robot. Speaking of, well, we'll come back. Maybe I, there's one other article I thought about going over, but we'll, uh, we may not have time. And let's, let's talk about robots. Let me go to the, I've got more of these. Kenzie's like, you get terrible pop-ups. I'm like, I got to do something. I got to get another VPN or something. This is the, because it's the daily mail, uh, the daily mail.com. Uh, I'm not a robot. Bill Gates reveals he would like to find love again. Following divorce from wife, wife Melinda, weeks after he was spotted with a mystery brunette, Gates' interview covered topics including Epstein, Trump, and climate hypocrisy. Uh, billionaire Bill Gates has revealed he would like to find love again two years after divorcing his wife, Melinda. I just thought the headline was funny. <laughs> Gates, the 67, was speaking in a wide-ranging interview, which he also addressed becoming the target of COVID-19 conspiracy theories. You know, it's funny. Uh, there's no way that if you read into him or his life or what Bill Gates and I got to turn this whole website off. My goodness, like these that Daily Mail is just that <laughs> you see the pot that looks like a joke. Like there's so much. Buy it now. Yeah, it's kind of like um, um, what is it? The really crappy like C-rated movies, but they're so great because it's on point. Like you open the web page, and that's going to be our life in the future once the people accept the Neuralink. They accept the robots, accept everything in life. They just wake up and there's going to be an ad. Can't get through your day or even start your, your morning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you'll have chat GPT in your head. Yeah. So, I mean, Bill Gates, I mean, whatever you're, if you're, I tried reading a book uh, about a month ago and I won't say the title, but it seemed like a really well put together book on psychology and business. And 
the it opening chapter is all about Bill Gates and how great he is. And I thought, you, I can't see now I can't get through your book. And I wanted to read it because it sounded like there's probably good stuff in there. And the author seemed like a genuine person, uh, a good researcher. And I just it couldn't get over the fact you got this depopulation enthusiast who like you know made his living, made his fortune off of skirting around patent laws and monopoly laws and all this stuff. I mean, have you ever seen him in his depositions in the nineties when he's just rocking back and forth? Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. it, I mean, it's pretty disturbing, uh, but not other than that. I mean, you got, you go back to the roots, like his mother worked at IBM and uh, of course, IBM, the Thomas Watson and uh, Thomas Watson, the Watson process. Isn't it so weird how I'm so sorry, but go isn't ahead. it weird how their AI that helps businesses is named Watson? And if anybody knows where Dr. Watson came from and the lineage behind that, very interesting how they would want to title and label their little helper um, to be called Watson. Just going to throw fine. that out there. Are you and you're referring to the, the machines that were released to the Third Reich? Mm hmm the computation machines that yes were, that's how they carried out yes and i know and that's again that's the, his start comes from there but you you I mean you, you fast forward down the road and you have him and his company well let's let's just talk about his people say it's his mistake he didn't mean to say that we could get the number of the population of the earth down 15 percent if we did a really good job on vaccines he's in production he said it and it was clear as day we do we really get he started off and he says with you know with with health care and vaccines and that's part of the way that he would bring down the population mm -hmm. but i'll give you some other food for thought on microsoft and bill gates and here's something that people don't talk we there's so much stuff that came out in 2020 and um i'm really thankful for this but i can usually retain a pretty good amount of 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 information and that stays up here and again, nobody talks about this anymore. Go look up World Patent 060606. Do you remember that, Kenzie? Is it the Luciferis one? Well, no, it, this, this again, I was one of the like three people that like there, I saw it online. I went and verified it. And this was back at the beginning of 2020. Microsoft has a patent. It's World Patent 060606. It's an implanted uh, biometric system that rewards you with your body biometrically with cryptocurrency for doing approved. And I'm putting this in quotations, approved activities. That's my, it's a Microsoft patent. Mm -hmm. so, I do remember that one. I talked about it on one of my shows. Then you say um, you want to MRNA vaccinate livestock. Mm -hmm. This is Bill mm -hmm. Gates. And then, you know, he, he wants to have ID 2020 Bill Gates also lobbied Congress in 2019 about having a vaccine id august of 2019 about the same time carrie mullis died inventor of the of the pcr test i'm just saying he's always around he's always promoting things that if you're a conspiracy theorist it's like a buffet yeah so if you're not into something nefarious then why do you always show up in that algorithm i mean are you are you joking does this reporter doesn't bring any of that stuff up wouldn't you just love it one time if somebody like Bill Gates accidentally agreed to talk with you live on air <laughs> and you just started doing it and then you kind of just casually leaned into the patent 060606 or, or the fact that you buy up the farmland. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? And you believe in GMOs and you, I mean, what about the little girls in India? Aren't you not welcome in the entire country? And there's places in Africa that 
I mean, again, this is just a, over and over and over again, these same elites. And of course you buy the media, he buys the media to get away with this stuff. Mm -hmm. MSNBC, doesn't he own that? Microsoft? Do they own that? Okay, that would be that would be new for me. I didn't know. Yeah, that's an old that's an old deal. He's been working oh. on his reputation. This is like if you're a billionaire, you can kind of do this stuff. But uh, yeah, and Epstein, you ever? <laughs> what's that famous the famous interview where he goes, "Oh well, you know, he's dead now." <laughs> so you As if that dead. makes it all better. Yeah. Well, he's dead now, man. Just talk about scumbags. That's why. I, I've always admired entrepreneurs. I grew up around them. Um, but when you get to a certain level, I don't respect you anymore because I realize you did something. It, it's like the, the writer Balzac said that um, this is a European guy. He said, uh, uh, behind every great fortune lies a crime. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, it doesn't have to be a, a, if it's a great fortune to you, but you didn't commit a crime. Great. But I, I think at some level you become either a stooge or some kind of a, uh, some kind of toady for for the lizard people, for lack of a better lack of a better descriptor. All right, let's jump around and see if we can figure out some more headlines. Oh, we're we're flying through this show. I'm glad Kenzie joined me. Uh, what do you want to talk? You want to talk about World War Three? You want to talk about some economics? Uh, well, they kind of go hand in hand. Let's start with the economics. All right, we're going to do Michael Snyder's article, and this is uh, this was republished on LouRockwell.com. We just witnessed an economic sign that hasn't happened since the peak of the Great Depression in 1932. So says Michael Snyder. He's uh, has the economic collapse blog. It says economic conditions are much worse than you're being told. Throughout the past year, prices have been rising much faster than most of our incomes have. As a result, our standard of living has been rapidly declining. It has become increasingly difficult for U.S. households to make it from month to month. And as you will see below, more than a third of all U.S. adults are actually relying on their parents to pay at least some of their bills at this point. But even more alarming is that this has been happening to real disposable income. According to Fox Business, the most recent GDP report revealed the decline of real disposable income and that we witnessed in 2022 was the largest that has been measured since 1932. The most troubling information in the GDP report is the precipitous drop in real disposable income, which fell over $1 trillion in 2022. Whoa. Disposable income. Now, think about that. That's what drives a consumption economy, Kenzie. You know this. Mm-hmm. One, a drop in $1 trillion in 2022. For context, this is the second largest percentage drop in real disposable income ever. The worst year and again, and it's behind only 1930 year, the year of the, 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 of the Great Depression in 1932. So just think about that for a moment. The last time real disposable income declined that quickly was literally the peak of the Great Depression. And our incomes get squeezed tighter and tighter. More Americans are starting to fall behind on their bills. For example, the proportion of subprime auto borrowers that are at least 60 days behind on their payments has just surged to the highest level that we have seen since 2008. In December, the percentage of subprime auto borrowers who were at least 60 days late on their bills climbed to 5.67%, a major increase from a seven-year low of 2.58% in April 2021. We are already beginning to witness the largest tsunami of repossessions that we have seen since the Great Recession, and that's 08-09, and is only going to get worse in the months ahead. One woman in San Antonio that knows 
her vehicle could be repossessed at any time has decided that hiding it is the best strategy for now. Well, yeah, you can do that. I've been there, hon. I saw uh, that growing up. I saw yeah. a lot of that. I've been, too. been through that. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes this is, gotta, this is how I learned, way. guys. If anyone's ever like, wow, how did Kinsey get to where she is today? It's because I've seen my parents have their stuff repossessed. When I was a teenager, Tony, my dad got the TV in the living room repossessed. Like two giant dudes showed up in the Rena Center truck. And like, you're not fighting these giant dudes. They were like Hulk Hogan size, okay? Like these giant dudes walk the TV out of the house. And that that's just sad. Like that's a real version of like, if you can't just buy it, don't have it it is kind of different with houses and cars but that that was a low moment i had to talk to my dad about that one <laughs> i've been there and we could do we should do a whole just a wise wolf golden crypto show about uh economic hard times and what what the, what our two hosts have been through that's one of the reasons <laughs> I, I again i i people think oh we're just a guy who has some money i'm like well that's not really how that works uh, look, I could tell you the journey to get here, and it wasn't—it wasn't a pleasant one. I have my—I have my scars, ladies and gentlemen. Well, again, this is—I'll leave the article in the show notes, but uh, you're starting to get the point, which we're seeing a massive contraction in the purchasing power that most Americans have in disposable income. Again, these these metrics going back, you know, making it uh, uh, the the most of the, of the yeah. decline that we've seen since 1932. I mean, that screams to me that something's on the horizon. You know, we talked about yesterday, you and I, and I want to address it again. And that is, you know, Jerome Powell head of the federal reserve raised interest rates by 25 basis points. And a lot of people say, Oh, well this, he's not really hawkish. Well, they've raised it faster than any time in history. This is the fastest they've raised it where they've gone in, you know, he's, it been, you know, 75 basis points, 50 basis points, and then 25. And uh, we also covered yesterday that the fact that the money supply is actually shrinking. Like, it's contracted for the first time since in 28 years, which is also a metric of a recession. Even with even with the amount of, and I think that has to do with the, the sheer amount of printing and, 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 and currency creation that they've done. But you would think these numbers will be better, but they're not. And that's, uh, again, there's there's consequences for cutting off the supply chain and shutting down businesses and all the rest and the controlled demolition that they've done. So interesting, folks. And again, we'll, Kenzie and I will cover some gold and silver prices uh, here in just a second. But I wanted to I wanted to get your opinion, Kenzie. What do you see, you know, economically uh, looking at this, looking at the um, the metrics that are coming in? Do you think we're going to have a, a shift in 2023 or do you think this will kind of just uh, ride right out until 2024? Um, I think that we're starting to see the shift happen now. I mean, we kind of had been, um, but now we're actually starting to see the layoffs really increase. So and the jobs report is just kind of a joke. I mean, we're counting single moms that have like three jobs. Each one of those jobs is counted. Like, how is that even fair? Um, the cost of living, I don't really see that going, or it hasn't decided to really go down yet. So the, the more that people are willing and accepting of just taking on the debt is what's going to be, it's going to be the thing that allows this to continue. And that's kind of where the implosion comes from is eventually you run it up to a point that it just sustainable and, um, 
Yeah, then the banks get to come back in and own everything. Take it all from you. Somebody in the chat wants to know if, if Don Jeffrey's chair is in your office. Did you have? Do you have Don Jeffrey's chair with you? I have somebody behind me that's trying to get the fire going, and I think that they're just tearing up a bunch of paper. I tried to mute, but then you asked me a question, and I, I just had. To I should. I should allow. I just wanted to get your take on it as we close that. Yeah, that's uh, that happens sometimes, and Kinsey's. Kenzie's working from her um, underground bunker, miles beneath the surface of the earth, and her repurposed nuclear silo. All right, so let's go over some gold and silver prices, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit of uh, plugs and uh, kind of give some updates on what's happening with the show, and we'll we'll get out of here. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll 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 bring you back here in just a second, Ken. Um. All right, let's go over some gold and silver prices on this third of February, two thousand and twenty-three. As I close out the show, and I want to let you guys know that we brought back the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. And uh, if you tuned in yesterday, you would have heard Kenzie and myself uh, going over the first show we've done in uh, since August. But I thought it was great. We just kind of went back and had a oh, back and forth, a little bit of banter and some conversation on the markets and the monetary system, all that good stuff. And uh, you guys can tune in Thursdays, and we're going to be on Rockfin and all the other technocratic-controlled platforms. You can come check us out, uh, but mainly follow the podcast channel and go find us anywhere podcasts are served and go to the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. Uh, that's where you're going to find most of our work. Anything that's not put up live will be there, any of our interviews and all the rest of that. So uh, let's talk about gold right now. The yellow metal is down. It dropped uh, $50 since the opening bell this morning. It's at 1,865 Luciferian Bankster notes per troy ounce. 1,865 Luciferian Bankster notes, uh, federal fiat reserve notes per troy ounce. So uh, here's the thing about that drop. Uh, it's a good time if you're going to uh, purchase some gold. It's a good time to lock some in. I, I just did a trade right before we went live. Uh, and I think this is some profit taking. That's usually what happens after you've seen a spike in the markets. And we'll get uh, Kenzie's take for the last uh, minute of the show on that as well. Uh, Silver is at $22.33 per troy ounce. Uh, very, very cheap, obviously expected there. Uh, both metals in the red. Uh, so again, whenever I see that, it's always a good time to consider a purchase uh, because I don't think that... Uh, the demand for the central banks owning gold is not going to go down. That's only going to increase. We've seen the Chinese uh, buying uh, over 300 tons under the table in the last uh, six months. And again, I've got an article on my desk, 55-year highs of the central banks around the world buying gold. So, Hey, Tony. Yes, ma'am. Did you see the jobs report today? Yes, I did. You want to talk about, we got about uh, a minute and a half. I was going to let you, uh, let you close out. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the gold and silver price, but um, my partner just pulled up the jobs report shows increase of 517,000 jobs in January, crushing estimates as unemployment rate hits 53 year low. You believe that? Like, do you believe those numbers? Shows I an increase, but we're also at a 53 year low. So it is people that are taking on the multiple jobs. The guy that works at Arby's has the security job at night and does Uber. Like, I think is that you, what we're counting I, here? I think you nailed it. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> that's a very, not. I did not see that headline today and he just pulled that up for me and I'm like, this is, this is I, BS. I saw it. I, saw it. I just, okay. I, 
that I go back to the jobs numbers that they were touting. They're like, we've created there's a million new jobs out there. And remember, we were doing a show. It's over a year and a half ago. Are we counting the, the robots that were? Well, no, what I was counting was the remember the mandates when they told the corporations. It really wasn't a mandate, but they told the corporations to fire mm -hmm. the people who wouldn't get the jab. So there was they they said now there's a whole new bunch of openings. We have all these jobs available. Yeah, because you fired millions of people. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not that it's not that's the kind of political math that you you have to be smarter than the mainstream media. All right, we're going to close out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com. You can, when you contact that, if you want to buy directly, buy gold and silver, precious metals, even platinum, palladium, you'll get in touch with Kenzie or myself. Uh, Kenzie, a trader extraordinaire. She can put together just uh, amazing deals for you. So uh, reach out to WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com or Wolfpack.Gold, which is our membership program. And it's growing fast. Uh, we got great deals coming up on that, and uh, you don't want to miss out because the more people that join, the better deals everybody gets. So wolfpack.gold, and um, uh, we've got our, our legal plan to give you unlimited access to attorneys and protect you against IRS audits and uh, lawsuits, all sorts of things. I mean, traffic violations, I've been with them for 20 years. It's peoplesprotectionplan.com, and I need to do a better plug for that. But peoplesprotectionplan.com, I'll put that in the show notes. Kenzie. I gotta, I'll just give us 30 seconds. You want to close out? Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, at Kinsey underscore Fringe on Instagram. Um, something around the same for Twitter. I don't really use that much just to kind of yell at Elon Musk. But we do have at Wise Wolf Gold that I do use professionally. Uh, so. Yes, you do. <laughs> In here. I'll, I'll also come here. Um, but yeah, definitely check out at Wise Wolf Gold on Twitter because sometimes we can run flash sales over there and you won't want to miss that. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. And I appreciate everybody who tunes in. Uh, follow the podcast. Got updates coming there and uh, Paratruther as well. Uh, stay tuned for Donald Jeffries coming up uh, on Rockfin on the I Protest show. I'll be putting that together. And uh, America Unplugged on Saturday. So you guys take care of each other. End of transmission. <laughs>